Hello and welcome back. If you're listening to this third episode of Ad Tech Today, a new podcast by Smato, uh, last time I sat with my colleague Alize Mega here in Hamburg as we discussed the main challenges and opportunities with programmatic in-app advertising for brands. So if you're a first-time listener, be sure to check out our first two episodes on SoundCloud as well. But if you come back for episode three, then thank you for your continued support and interest. Today, we are taking a journey all the way to our Singapore office to hear from Delin Ho, Vice President of Supply in APAC. Just kidding. I actually am not in Singapore, but I wish I was sitting next to you, Delin. <laughs> hey, Angie. Well, I know you are a promise keeper, so please, please, please come to Singapore for our next podcast. And uh, I think we can use the fantastic view from the office as our backdrop then. To all our listeners, thank you for joining us again. Yes, thank you. And um, hopefully I can make it over to the Singapore office. I've heard really nice things and I would love to go. So we'll see. Maybe in one of these next podcast episodes, I'll be over there. Um, so Dylan, you're going to talk to us about uh, reaching audiences beyond China, right? Yep. Okay. So we know China is a huge part of the APAC market, but a lot of publishers and advertisers are trying to target audiences beyond China. So why don't you give us a quick introduction and uh, take it away? Yep, totally, um, totally right there on NG because uh, I think China is not just huge in APAC, but also in the world. I mean, a, a massive country with the most population of over 1.5 billion in population. I mean, this is easily like more than four times of US and around, I think, 21 times more of UK. And the population easily spreads across 24 Chinese ethnic cities with around 200 spoken languages. Um, and I think they have the second largest GDP and remains to be the world's biggest market in terms of outbound tourism with outbound tourists of about um, 150 million in 2018. It is definitely massive uh, beyond comprehension. And um, I think there are about 57.7% of Chinese internet users and that works out to be about 810 million. That will be 98% on mobile and 90% of smartphone penetration. I think we're talking about easily 700 over million smartphone users in China. Although there are only like 8.7% of Chinese who holds passport last year, but that is still 166 million outbound trips uh, this year so far. And I think this is expected to grow to about 240 million next year. So, I mean, like traveling for businesses, vacations, uh, most of the frequent destinations include like South Korea, Taiwan, Thailand, Japan, France, Germany, Switzerland, Spain. I mean, you see them everywhere. And I think if we talk about brands, they are aggressively pushing outbound. And some of the top industries include like consumer electronics, mobile gaming, home appliances, e-commerce, and airlines. They have seen surges since um, in, in Japan, France, uh, Spain, UK, Germany, US, and even Australia. I mean, emerging markets are really, really massive opportunities for Chinese brands too, you know, like um, automotive in Middle East, e-commerce in India, and also the consumer electronics in, in Indonesia. So I think now we have a massive Chinese population venturing out and brands going all out to establish their footprints outside of China. I guess if we bring it closer to home, the domestic uh, mobile internet demographic dividend in China is nearing the end. And the domestic giants are also um, hitting the limit pretty soon. I guess if we take a look at WeChat, for example, 
the number of domestic users has reached over 1 billion in 2018. And this is already close to the total number of domestic mobile internet users. Even Alibaba, another familiar name that we know, um, started as an e-commerce company, um, but they have reached a point where they realize the audience are less sticky compared to those on social platforms. And Taobao, Taobao itself is now stabilizing at about 550 million active users. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. yeah, and I guess Chinese publishers like us, uh, about one and a half year back, there were regulations that have been put in place to restrict the licenses for mobile games to be launched. So developers have since been building games with out-of-China users in mind and aggressively acquiring users from Indonesia, India, Russia, Brazil, and so on. And Advertisers are aggressively pushing outbound and app developers are garnering audience outside of China. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. I mean, those figures about China, you know, I think everybody knows how big China is and how big the market opportunity has been there. And I think we're all familiar with, you know, there's everywhere you go today, you see so many Chinese tourists and all of them have smartphones. So I think it makes sense. But when you really put the numbers that way, the figures are still pretty astonishing. Yes. But I mean, how big is how big is the rest of the APAC market? So if we look at putting China aside outside of China, how big, how many users roughly do you think exist in the rest of APAC? Hmm. Outside of China, um, Asia stands with a population of 4.6 billion in total. And I guess we're already representing like at least 60% of the world population. We have India who comes right after China, second largest country in the world with a population standing at about 1.36 billion. Um, Indonesia, fourth largest country in the world with population of about 269 million. And uh, being a mobile first region, smartphone adoption is, well, definitely a large contributor to internet user growth in APAC. And it remains uh, the point of entry of internet for most consumers. So with the biggest consumers of smartphones, APAC had over 732 units um, purchased last year. And 2019 is likely to account for a total of 1.77 billion smartphone users in this region. Um, with 942 users outside of China, that is already like 47% of APAC. Um, so with improved broadband coverage, I mean, we hear about 5Gs and all that, um, this will be changing the consumption of content uh, amongst uh, smartphone users for sure, especially in markets with uh, developed mobile infrastructure, including Singapore, South Korea, Taiwan, Australia, and China. And, you know, APEC is definitely a hyper-connected mobile-first region. Definitely. Yep, and um, in, in terms of mobile ad spends, I guess uh, APEC itself accounts for $107 billion in 2020, according to eMarketer, and this includes China and Japan, who will contribute 47% for, uh, 44% for China and 33% for Japan. And uh, we also have Australia, Korea, India, Thailand, and Indonesia that are really, really fast-growing markets. So I guess all in all, it looks like it is one China equivalent to the rest of APEC in terms of just sheer volume. Yeah, wow. I, I, I wouldn't have expected. I mean, I think, I guess we have to remember how big of a market India is too. And then when you consider India, Singapore, Thailand, Indonesia, it starts to look like there's a lot of uh, opportunity there as well. So, I mean, what about when 
when we think about publishers, what do they have to think differently about when they're going beyond China or reaching audiences beyond China? I mean, are there different best practices that they need to consider? Are there different like legal requirements or ad formats or, or anything that they need to be keeping in mind? Mm, I guess like in many other industries, there are more standardization in markets outside of China. Um, for our publishers in particular, I guess reaching audiences beyond China will definitely require them to consider the fragmentation of user preferences, navigation habits, um, hyper-connectivity, and also the relevance when it comes to app design. Um, and language for sure is key, uh, especially outside of China. Uh, we would love for users to feel as if they have a newfound best friend whenever they land on any of our publishers' app. Uh, local regulations for sure. Um, we currently have in place very strict compliance requirements around user privacy and definitely very heavy topics around user permissions, collection, storage, usage, confidentiality, accountability, and so on that should be looked into by our publishers. Uh, app formats will be really, really interesting because uh, with, with Asia-Pacific uh, audiences, especially smartphone users in general, love video. The video consumption on smartphones is, is really, really huge here in APAC. So engaging with like all kinds of video and they're craved for all kinds of video content. So that being said, we do have to consider the broadband infrastructure outside of China um, that is required to handle the massive, uh, massive usage like, you know, India, Indonesia. So I guess balance is the key. And uh, in terms of app content consumption, uh, users are generally spot for choices too, right? And so it's like, if I do not like app A, I go to app B, or because APEC itself is a hyper-connected region, um, if my friends are on app C, I'll go too. Mm -hmm. So definitely for publishers going outbound, I guess uh, three main points. Um, one, consider consider the market uh, broadband infrastructure versus content consumption of your application. Two, um, domestic user and media-related regulations is going to be key. And um, thirdly as well, consider the domestic user's navigation habits. So in terms of supporting the various app formats, um, they should not be disruptive to the user experience. So these will be the three key essential points. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um... Okay, so if we look at going from China out, so to the rest of APAC, from a publisher perspective, there's some other things around transparency that I think are different uh, with the rest of APAC compared to China, right? Can you talk about maybe some of those things like viewability or header bidding? Sure, Angie. Um, there, there, there has been very regular education uh, with our partners in China, especially those that are looking to go outbound. Um, there are very specific uh, requirements uh, from the buyers, uh, uh, agencies or the brand clients themselves because they want to be assured that the advertisement is actually being seen. So there has been like third-party validation companies or tools that are commonly used outside of China to measure the, uh, to measure the viewability or the, the rate of the advertisements that are being viewed. Um, so viewability scores are in place. So um, some of the companies like, you know, Moat, IS, uh, Open Measurement, I think uh, to this point, publishers who are looking to go outbound is pretty much um, 
well aware and knowledgeable around viability scores. Um, and with transparency, um, of course, you know, our publishers will have to take note of S.txt and um, also header bidding solution, you know, in, in, in terms of uh, being transparent with, with the pricing uh, of, of, their, of, of their ads. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. So I know, you know, there are different, uh, there's a lot of different measurements, uh, measurement standards around viewability. And I think this varies in terms of popularity from region to region. So that's definitely something that uh, publishers should keep in mind when going outside of China. And then along the lines of header bidding, you know, it's something that is being talked about a lot right now. I think a lot of people are trying to get educated on uh, what does header bidding really mean for in-app and the benefits of the transparency there. So, um, you know, maybe later on we'll do another podcast episode talking about that. Um, but just to wrap up and summarize, Dylan, would you do you have any final pieces of advice or, or anything that you'd like to say to either publishers or advertisers who are trying to expand beyond China? Yep, sure. Um, I guess we have witnessed a lot of uh, successes of both publishers and advertisers going outbound. And um, this trend has started since easily one and a half years ago. And I guess in a lot of reports and a lot of... Um, case studies that we have put together, we have really, really witnessed a lot of successes. Um, I guess we're able to help our publishers and, and advertisers here um, from China who are looking to, to do outbound. So there's never a right time. <laughs> but I, I, I guess, you know, looking at a lot of success stories um, and especially with the speed of growth around mobile ad tech um, within China and also around the world and in APEC, um, I guess... This year is, is really going to be the right year um, for, for businesses to, to start going outbound. I mean, looking at a lot of um, mega companies who have kind of reached the limit of what they can do domestically. And for the fact that they have started going outbound, um, our partners in China should start looking at that like now, this year, 2019, and uh, to enjoy the, 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 the fruits of their labor, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense, right? We just said earlier, you know, looking at the rest of APAC is like the same size as one China. So that market opportunity is uh, a lot. There's a lot of potential there compared to, you know, staying within China. It seems like you've said it's a bit saturated. So I think definitely it's something that publishers or brands should be considering. Definitely. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dylan. Um, I really do wish that we were in Singapore together at the moment, but... I think it's pretty hot over there right now anyway, so maybe I'll wait until it's cooler and then I'll come visit you and we can do another follow-up. Maybe you could even uh, have one of your publishers or, or uh, advertisers speak with us a little bit about this topic and that would be really, really great. Yep, for sure. And thank you for taking time with me as well, Angie. And uh, definitely you, you please come to Singapore really soon. <laughs> I sure will. I'll try. <laughs> Okay, well, to our listeners, thanks again, and we'll see you on another episode of AdTech Today. Thanks, guys.